0: Game day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata.
1: We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati, sticking with the offense right now. The Cincinnati Bengals' front office, Zach Taylor, Brian Callahan, they pretty much told us how they felt about the tight end room before the draft. If you look at the last two seasons, they had CJ Uzama before, then they get Hayden Hurst. They're okay with kind of average play at the tight end position. They. Addressed it late in free agency, Uh, you you bring in Irv Smith, if he can stay healthy, we don't know what that's going to look like with this offense, but they did get a free agent tight end to be determined if Mitchell Wilcox comes back. Drew Samples back. Sorry, I know a lot of Bengals fans have PTSD when you bring up his name. But they just feel okay with their tight end position, and they don't utilize it or value it as much as social media does. Um, But that seems to be critical for a lot of people. How do you feel about the tight end position on the Cincinnati Bengals right now?
0: I thought tight end and running back were a little bit overrated in this class it was my first issue. There were guys I was willing to take where they fell. Um I think uh wasn't wasn't Tucker craft available with their third round pick. That was one I, I would have pulled the trigger on if I really wanted a tight end. But when I'm I mean, when you look at it, it's it's a lot of I didn't see some of these guys where they were going or and maybe that's how the Bengals felt because they have I think they are looking for a certain type um, and not everybody fit that. Also, that is a little bit about Darnell Washington, which is sad to me because I liked him a lot, but uh, I don't think they thought he fit. But also I heard a possible medical issue with him. But um, yeah, I think they still do have some value on the tight end position because they're not just rolling through sample Mitch Wilcox out there. Like they are still looking – They were looking at Moreau. They were looking at Irv. They were looking at a lot of those guys. They probably would have brought Hurst back for a little bit cheaper deal than he got in Carolina. It's a little bit less valued than Bengals fans, I think, want to make it. Would they have gone Kincaid if he fell? I don't know because I I do think they really like Murphy. They probably had some other guys that were in that mix. We'll never find out. But, um, yeah, the tight end room isn't – bad right now. I think it's fine. It's not good, but how good does the tight end room have to be when you've got three stud receivers and a quarterback who's made the most out of that position his entire career?
1: Yeah. And, and we don't know what, I'm not going to put a lot in their basket because it's, it's the rookie year of Charlie Jones um but it, it's kind of crazy Lewis Reddick. I, I put this out on social media and you know I like to see what NFL experts had to say about the Bengals draft and just different guys because it feels like every expert or anybody breaking down the draft they find a different player that they really loved out of the Bengals class and he actually said Charlie Jones He feels like he's going to make the most impact. And he he doesn't count first-rounders, anybody but the first round. And he picked Charlie Jones for the Cincinnati Bengals. He actually picked Cam Taylor Britt last year. And I um, felt like he was kind of on the money with that. We didn't really expect Cam Taylor Witt to start, but then everything with the injuries happened and, and he got a shot and I felt like he stepped up. I look forward to seeing what he does in year two. But with Charlie Jones on this offense, again, someone who we've talked about on the podcast, but you've probably had more time to go back and, and watch a little Charlie Jones. Do you think any differently about him? And is he just pretty much going to be wide receiver number four?
0: No, I don't think too differently. <laughs> um, I think he's good. Like, but he's not going to start over Boyd, <laughs> just, I guess. No. And then, and they're not going to play 10 personnel. So I, at, least I, at least I don't see it happening. Again, much like I talked about with the three safety sets and the running back in the slot idea and all this other stuff, I feel like these are such, you know, they're ideas. I don't think they get done. This is an 11 personnel team. They're going to run 11 personnel 80-plus percent of the time. I don't think that 20% is going to go to 10. I think a lot of that's going to go to 12 personnel, which people probably won't love the idea of Smith and sample uh, taking, uh, you know, snaps instead of Charlie Jones or whatever, but they're an 11 personnel that minors in 12 personnel a little bit when they want to really run the ball, even when they go empty. I think that is something that just messes with people because it's called five wide. It's not five wide receivers. It's, three wide receivers are running back in a tight end, like every time they're empty. It's, they have, they have Joe Mixon or Samaj AP run last year, or what'll be Chase Brown or Travion Williams run a hitch route or run a go route just to either occupy the flat defender or to, to make a defender run deep and open something up underneath. And then they, they do that a lot partially because Joe's really good at it, but also because it opens up three slot positions and you could have all three of your wide receivers in those slots and have a tight end outside and a running back outside. That's actually pretty common. Um, So that's a lot of the empty things is there's five guys and you're all five guys usually are not really thought of in the passing pattern. They're sometimes alerted. Like, Hey, if you see like a slow linebacker on chase Brown, for instance, maybe just peek and see like are you getting a good toss here maybe you just throw that deep but you're usually not reading all five receivers on any given play it's usually like an alert one two three scramble or one two three check down something like that i it's a little bit rare to have they like to do split field as well like half the field is for single high half the field is for two high All that to say, I don't see the 10 personnel thing happening that often. I think they love 11 personnel. I don't think very much of the NFL uses 10 personnel. And even when they go empty, it's 11 personnel empty. Or sometimes it's the old Patriots 12 personnel empty. It's typically not 10 or zero personnel empty. In fact, they did go 10 personnel against uh, the Patriots a couple plays. And it didn't work very well so i I don't think i think it's just the idea and it does work really well on madden because you get your best players and speed on the field but Mm -hmm. i just think the actual football implications hasn't really worked itself out and uh i could be wrong that is just how i see it is they are always pretty much always going to have at least one tight end on the field
1: yeah, and, and I'm okay with that. Honestly, I hope Herb Smith is – we were talking about Herb Smith making a three-year $25 million at the end of the season, and maybe it's on another team. Um, hopefully he can stay healthy. But, you know, look, there's still going to be – there. there's going to be teams around the league that will be cutting on their roster. I wouldn't be surprised if the New York Jets cut one of their tight ends.
0: Well, if it's I Uzama, does he come back?
1: Well, I don't think it's going to be Uzama. Oh i think it's going to be another one of their tight ends and 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 i i, I think it makes it too obvious it would be cj uzama but i think it's going to be um i'm losing my train of thought who their their other two tight ends that are on the roster
0: conklin right conklin you think it'd be conklin it
1: could be Con- it, it's whoever aaron Rodgers doesn't want honestly
0: <laughs> i guess that's
1: right he's bringing in mercedes lewis soon i mean he's like we got to get rid of some of these he's tight ends we room. got four or five they have probably the league max and they got another one in the seventh round. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's a team or there's another team around the league where the Cincinnati Bengals look at that guy and they're like, Oh, he'll be a fit. Um, nothing too crazy. They just don't. I, I just feel like they're very, oh, they're okay with average. Yeah. at
0: You have to, you know, you have to make sacrifices somewhere along the roster. And when you have three high quality wide receivers, a superstar quarterback, and you're spending a lot of money at running back, maybe you don't put the resources as well into the tight end position. You're actually spending quite a bit on your offensive line as well. I believe they're top 10 in cap spending for this year for their offensive line. So maybe you don't throw more resources and, you know, throw it at the tight end. It makes sense to me. I don't know how long, the one year go get paid model will work. Um, I'm hoping forever because <laughs> it is the most fun. Yeah. It, is the most, it is the most fun way to do this, but I'm not sure how long that will actually work. Like eventually maybe they will whiff on one of these free agents. Hopefully not this year. Um, hopefully it's a year that maybe they've drafted a guy, but yeah, I always thought the tight end class was a little bit overrated same with the running backs. I thought there were a lot of role-player running backs, and that's what they ended up getting. There were only, like, three guys, I thought, maybe two guys that could be workhorses. Um, and the tight ends, it felt like a lot of role players as well. Like, there were the big the big names, and they could be, you know, anything, Mayor, Kincaid, whoever. But once you got past the first four guys, I want to say, it turned into a lot of like, well, he could play a good role on this team or um, on a team he could be the inline guy to somebody's receiving guy or the receiving guy to somebody's inline guy. But you didn't really have a lot of guys that you were like, well, that guy's going to get drafted. He's got to start and play 90% of snaps or something like that. I, I didn't see too much of that. I did see that with the corners and uh, luckily Bengals got one of the guys. <laughs>
1: I think that they would have liked, and they probably, uh, they would have offered a multi-year deal to Foster Morel because he was so young. And an LSU guy, Joe Burrow's familiar with him, Jamar Chase familiar with him. And I think he would have fit perfectly in the tight end room of what they're kind of thinking. And they did, they wouldn't have had to do the one-year deal. Uh, But right now they have that with Herb Smith and they got him pretty cheap. So I do hope that works out for him just because I think everybody, when they mention Herb Smith, it's a yeah, but, and it's mostly, can he stay healthy? Um, so, no, uh, yeah, I just wouldn't be a surprise. We're, we're at May 2nd right now. If they decide to add another vet tied in that, you know, gets cut from another team, um, you know, they might do that. but Or they might feel very content with what they have right now, and then they're going to roll out Herb Smith. And uh, I know a lot of people are scared, but Drew Sample, uh, I still think they bring Mitch Wilcox back, too, on a very team-friendly deal.
0: Yeah, um, Asi Aussie, okay. in there right now, I think. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, yeah, Aussie, so
0: I think those are your... Four tight ends. Uh, I think Will Cox will be back. We'll see, though. And maybe they just roll a three. Uh, What I see also with the tight end room is when Hayden Hurst got hurt last year, they didn't really suffer that much, I think. And Hurst was pretty good for them. Mm -hmm. Um, They suffered a lot when Boyd got hurt in the championship game. But even like the game Hurst got hurt, it didn't feel like they were, you know, that was the Chiefs game and uh, they were pretty fine scoring points in that game, moving the ball. So that's also something I think plays into this, is even if Smith does get hurt, they went undefeated with Hurst hurt and starting Wilcox and Ossie Ossie. I think they could be really good, even if the tight end room is sample Wilcox, Ossie Ossie and Irv is injured or missing the game. I think they'll be at their best with Irv. I don't mean to diminish him, but I do think that, this offense just rolls, even if the tight end is not average.
1: Why does the Kansas City game, this is a regular season game I'm going to reference, but why is it the Kansas City Chiefs games that I always remember a touchdown that should have been? And do you remember Tyler Boyd? It kind of bounced off his shield of his right helmet. Off the,
0: right off the helmet, yep.
1: And he should have had that. Um.
0: <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> drop <laughs> passes. It's just, I don't know what happened. Like then, The, the then, guy that doesn't drop passes, it hits him in the head.
1: Yep, 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 and that and that's what's crazy about that game because, uh, it, I don't know. I felt like the Bengals should have won by by more than than a field goal, but that game is over. Um, uh, but yeah, so you get uh, you get your wide receivers. We already talked about Charlie Jones. Andre Bosch um, was another player being brought up this week. A lot of people are like, what What's that going to look like for him? Is he going to make the? Is he going to be a practice squad guy? I I don't see practice squad guy mm-hmm. in his future. Because some team's going to snag him for potential, I think. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I I think they are going to protect him by keeping him on the roster. And then maybe he's a healthy scratch for a lot of the year. He could impress and just make the roster. Um, I don't think that's – and be active on game days. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. I feel like this wide receiver room isn't too hard to predict right now. Um, really? Man, I just feel like it's going to be the big three. And then Charlie Jones, you're not going to cut your fourth-round pick. Uh, Trent Irwin, I think he's going to play. I think he's going to be the backup outside guy. We'll see. Jones could take that job and the backup slot guy, but I think he's going to be the backup outside guy. And then after him, it feels to me like Yosivos and Stanley Morgan. And I I guess the big one that I'm leaving off there is Trent Taylor, but it really feels to me like Charlie Jones just took Trent Taylor's job. He's a return guy. He's a slot guy. He does everything that Taylor does. Does it make Taylor redundant? Can Taylor do something else on special teams to make it, you know, make it over Stanley Morgan? Taylor's probably almost definitely not going to add the blocking that Morgan can give you. So to me, I feel like that is the one. Now, Yossi Vos could be cut, I guess, but I just don't see it. Like, you spent the six-round pick on this guy. It sounds like they like him a lot. Super high potential with the size-speed combination. It's just he played at Princeton against nobodies, and you might have to teach him a few things about, you know, getting off the line, running better routes, uh, a lot of the technical stuff. I haven't really watched him, and it's going to be hard as heck to find Princeton film. Uh, I, I do know that he, thankfully – tweeted out some of his all twenty two coaches film. So I will be grinding that two minute video and trying to find things and then probably also scouring the internet for even broadcast film of him. Um but yeah, that is to me the wide receiver room. Do you disagree with any oh. of that or okay because I saw talking? people like questioning like well, does this guy make, is this guy not make it? And to yes. me, I'm like, this. It, it almost just doesn't even feel like a question. And I don't even know if you do cut Trent Taylor. I don't know if he gets picked up. Like, I feel like you'd be able to get him back on the practice squad.
1: Yeah, I agree with that 100%. I feel like that's a very easy decision for the coaching staff to make. I, I, when I saw the practice squad for Andre, I was like, well, wait a minute. Who said this? Did I miss something that this? Was, I mean, again, he hasn't been to the facility. They'll go to rookie minicamp next week. But I just thought that was absolutely insane. I think a team would steal him in a heartbeat. Uh, The Cincinnati Bengals met with him for two days. They had a lot of interest in him and um, he was there in the sixth. So I feel like that was still kind of a steal for them. Uh, the potentials there and you know maybe it's nothing for his rookie year but he's going to be learning from some of the best wide receivers in the nfl and troy walters
0: troy walters can't understate you know that guy is an awesome coach i feel i felt like coming into the league jamar chase you know there was a lot of technical stuff he lacked and i mean he was so much better his rookie year than he was at 19 years old at lsu and he had the covid year he didn't play Mm -hmm. um And T. Higgins, I feel like, has gotten a lot better with Walters in the building. So I don't want – Trent Irwin, obviously, he's gotten a lot better. So like, you think about all these wide receivers getting so much better on Troy Walters. I'm just glad he had that one offensive coordinator look. Sad for him. I think he has a bright future and should probably be one of the non-quarterback coaches that teams look at for offensive coordinator. I just feel like the work he's done is insane. But you can continue. I've always wanted to yep. just sing the praises of Troy Walters because he has done a magnificent job in Cincinnati.
1: I tweeted out earlier today, it's pretty unbelievable. Brian Colley and Lou Anarumo, Troy Walters, um, Dan, Dan Pitcher, all – uh, talented assistants going to be back next year. And it's absolutely huge when you look at this unit and the pieces that they're getting in the off season. So it'll be fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about it. We'll be working on some uh, some guests. will be joining us again on the podcast to talk everything NFL draft class. I'll look ahead to training camp for the Cincinnati Bengals because it's going to be here in a little over two months, which is absolutely crazy to think about. I know you're busy on all Bengals. What is up there right now?
0: Right now, Miles Murphy article, and by the end of the week, I'll have a DJ Turner article up. I'm gonna push myself to get that out by Friday. Should be good. Uh, and then that is just gonna be the schedule for the next couple of weeks. Is then Monday next week will hopefully be a article on Jordan Battle, and then by the end of the week that week will be one on Charlie Jones, and then I'll do one on Chase Brown, and we will see where I am with Yosivos and finding his film. And I'm probably not doing anything on the seventh round pick. Hopefully he makes a team. That's uh, where I am. And it's probably a lot of special teams. And I don't you know do special teams.
1: For some reason in my head, I'm like, DJ Ivy is going to come out and make a play somewhere sometime at some point. No, I'm in. Reason. Not because there's injuries, because I want everybody to be healthy. Because if you're going to your sef- seventh round pick when you have all that depth depth in your secondary, that's a little terrifying. But maybe he just steps in on special teams and he makes a huge play. Um, I don't know why he's been he's yep. been uh, someone I've been thinking about the last couple of days. So, like I
0: said uh, last time we recorded, Jeffrey Gunter blocked a kick. Can DJ yep. Ivy make that level of special teams play in a game?
1: Look, Darren Simmons is probably the happiest person after the draft because his unit needed some help. Oh, I um, forgot.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to do an article on Brad Robbins either, I don't think.
1: Oh, well, that's too sad. Hunters are people too. Maybe I should. Um, I don't know. I think you should. Get I on think Twitter
0: and uh, push me to do it.
1: I'm going to do it as soon as we get done recording. Out. I'm going to, uh, but yeah, thank you, thank you. As always, uh, great stuff on Jonah Williams. Talked a little Joe Mixon. We'll have plenty more to get to as the Cincinnati Bengals continue their off-season program at Paycor Stadium. You can follow along Bengals underscore Sands. You can follow me at LNDS Patterson. And thank you for listening too. It's always game day in Cincinnati.